going, buddy? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what this is. Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOT Rocks, Rock and Metal Thrive. Guys, it's Thursday. It is the 7th of October. And, man, I've worked a like a month to get this band on the podcast. They have a brand new EP coming out the day after we shoot this on October 8th, 2021. And this was a lot of fun. Not going to lie. You're going to want to listen to this one. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. Yes, live shows are back. Mosh is back. Hell, I'm supposed to be in a mosh pit probably, you know, right now because I'm supposed to be seeing Slipknot on the day that this is being shot. So I'm going to leave right after I'm done shooting this. But I, this was too good to pass up. But I'm always in a mosh. It's always going crazy. I'm not going to jump out of them. I will refuse because I want to make sure my cardio is good. I want to make sure my strength is good. want to make sure that, you know, I'm hitting everything that I can. So I'm always in the gym, cardio, weightlifting, everything I can do to prepare my body to make sure that when it comes to mosh pits, I am good to go. But I got to make sure I recover right and prepare right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in with different pre-workouts, both stim and stim free. If you can't take that caffeine like myself. Different BCAA recovery compounds, different creatines, different proteins for AM, PM, and after workout, different multivitamins, whatever you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has to help you get that. Our listeners and our viewers on YouTube get 15% off using the code MSOTD at checkout at fnxfit.com. Link description below. So remember, code is MSOTD at checkout, 15% off your entire order. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now in our feature presentation, you ever heard the band called The Warning? Three sisters out of Mexico who rock really, 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 really hard. They got a brand new EP called Mayday coming out on October 8th. We get to talk all about it. Them playing their first live show back since the pandemic started at Welcome to Rockville this year. And find out how Butterfly Wings and me in a mosh pit wearing them ends up getting worked into this conversation because if you're at a, a warning show in 2021 or 2022 and you see a guy in a mosh pit wearing Butterfly Wings, it's going to be me. Find out how we got to that point. But are you guys ready? Because this podcast is awesome. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression podcast. I've heard a couple of you guys, actually a good number of you guys say, check out this band. Check them out because they're going to be playing at Welcome to Rockville. I think you're really going to enjoy them. So I thought, yeah, if you guys are telling me to listen to them, I'll listen to them. And took about one song for me to be like, okay, let's try and get them on the podcast. Let's see if something can happen. And bing, bang, boom, took a little bit of a time. But here they are. Please welcome Danny Paw and Allie from the band The Warning. So I have Hello, to say, ladies, everyone. welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Hello. Thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. And how's everything going? Because I know you're in Mexico. How's everything going to Mexico? Everything's We're doing good. good. We're, We're working. Working busy, a lot. Yeah. But yeah, everything's good. Thanks. It's good to hear. And I mean, what else are you going to be doing during a time like this when, again, COVID's still kind of a thing? I know there might be issues. Again, you guys are still going to be playing Welcome to Rockville in November. But still, when it comes to touring, traveling, there's still some of those logistics that need to be worked out. Do that. But consistently working, especially with new music coming out on the 8th. What? Yes. We're so excited. Um, we haven't released new music in a while, so we're pretty hyped about this EP called Mayday. It's coming out the 8th of October, yeah. and we're just so, so excited about it. And our gig in Welcome to Rockville is actually our first in over a year and a half, so we're yeah. extremely excited for it. Okay, now I have to ask this. Again, that's not going to be for about another month, maybe month and a half. Mm. How are your feelings going into that gig right now? Again, you haven't played for since basically since the pandemic began. Are you yeah. a little nervous at all? Are you excited? Like what's going on here? Because I've been to so many concerts since 
basically, I'd say July, where it's a lot of bands. It's their first time back out on stage. It's the first time playing in front of people since the pandemic began. And every show, the energy is just absolutely insane. So I want to see where your mindset is right now going into this, preparing for the first live show of The Warning in over a year and a half. I feel like I'm going to get nervous. I there. know. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm excited, I'm but excited. I think it's going to be a little bit like the first time because I don't know if this has happened to everyone, but even like uh, going out and seeing people for the first time in a while, like my social skills are like down on the floor. So I think it's like going back to the stage, it's going to be weird the first like two seconds, but now when but, everything hits and the energy is cool i'm just gonna yeah, enjoy just it so much super excited that we're gonna be showing and playing new music for the first time as well. like that's gonna be our first show playing these new songs live and it's so exciting but i i really can't wait for the date to come well it's gonna come sooner than you than you think but one thing i will say is one consensus i've seen and heard from many bands that whenever i go go and see them and they play that first live show that since the pandemic it's that first song, there's going to be a lot of nerves because it's, yeah. again, first time in over a year and a half, you're going to be on stage in front of people, especially with you playing at Welcome to Rockville. You're going to be in front of, you know, thousands, maybe even to 10,000 people playing your music, playing new songs. And there might be a little bit of anxiousness. There might be a little bit of nervousness in there. But after that first song, then it's it. Like all yeah. the nerves usually go away. All the anticipation back. goes away. Yeah. You're back. Yeah, and if We're we back. like also take into account that this is gonna be our first festival in the US. Oh yeah. Like, like we played in the US, but this is our first like festival. Like festival. festival. So yeah. it's pretty exciting. One thing you can do, actually, I saw I saw this happen when I was at uh, Blue Ridge Rock Fest this year. Was some of the bands that were on some of the smaller stages while they were doing their sound checks, they were literally yelling at people to like come on over and be like, "Hey, you know, come to our show. You're not going to be disappointed." There it's was really one band, I, okay. yeah. There was one band I had on, and what this is what they did during that sound check. They were calling out for people to come over. They wanted to mosh, but they wanted crowd surfers on a smaller stage. And when their show started, because I was there for the whole entire show, their show started maybe had about five, 600 people. By the end of it, that grew to five to 6,000. Woo! Oh my awesome. God, that sounds Dang. so cool. That's that's actually really cool. smart. Yeah. Kudos to them, smart. yes. So if if you guys are doing your sound check, all of a sudden, you know, call it out, just start getting more people amped up to it. Just get people excited to potentially be like, oh shoot, you know, what's this band got going on here? They're, they're calling us over, they're saying there's gonna be some crazy things happening. All right, I'm just going to go sit, wait over at this stage. All of a sudden, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, you go on stage and they're going to be sitting there thinking, oh my God, was I'm, am I glad I came over here? Let's hope <laughs> yeah, that happens. So, yeah. And like, just thinking about it now, since it's our first festival experience in the US, like, how is it over there? Because yeah. over like in Mexico, festivals, like, it they're pretty, the yeah. it depends on the festival, they're pretty yeah. hyper and they're pretty pretty well balanced between stages but yeah. how's like the whole festival experience over there in the u.s well it, it's all gonna depend upon which festival you go to with welcome to rockville is one of the danny members presents festivals so the notoriety of it and the overall running of it seems to be pretty smooth because they've been doing this for a while they've already had incarceration this year they've had louder than life already happened this year uh episode or not uh which one is it aftershocks happening out in california but what they usually do is there's usually about maybe two or three stages i think for theirs and two of the main stages they're really they're literally right next to each other so what happens is is while one band is on stage the other band is setting up 
So <laughs> even if like that's happening, you know, right. If you're going to be on the one of those stages, you know, right when that band ends, if you're ready to go on right afterwards, you know, quickly run out there and get more people hyped up to come over to you. Cause all it is, is just a little step to the side over on the side. Okay. Okay. But usually what happens, especially with those outdoor festivals too, it's, you're going to see a lot of people there and people camp out there as well. So when they go into the festival, it's like they kind of stay there for a longer period of time. That's what happened when I went to Rockfest. That's what happened when I went to Blue Ridge. It's once I walked in, I'm like, you know, if I'm walking out, there's going to be a significant period of time that I have to, you know, give myself. Otherwise, I'm staying in here for nine to 10 hours, jumping in a mosh pit, going absolutely crazy. And <laughs> especially when it comes to Florida, if there's going to be, there's this group that I, there's a couple of groups of people that uh, they're just big mosh pitters, not going to lie. Okay. So Excited. what they do is, is they run the pits like they will literally create the pit. So and most of them are always on the left hand side of the stage. So you can use them to your advantage to kind of get more people amped up as well. But it's, it's all so gonna nice to think. Like, they're on the left guys. side on the stage. Yeah. That's just gonna be like funny. mosh pit guys, do your thing. Go, go, go. Honestly, yeah. if you call it out, people will do it. Okay. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Good to know. Yeah. Good to yes, know. That's great to know. Or and then call it, you know, circle pit, call out crowd surfers. Honestly, if it's going to be your first show back, which it is, come out with some like crazy props, come out with some beach balls, come out with some crazy floaties, throw them into the crowd as well. <laughs> people God. go crazy. That I saw people take some of those floaties, like, you know, the inner tubes, they would wear them around themselves, go in the mosh pit and start bouncing off of people. Hell, we grabbed a couple of huge beach balls and we're doing that. I, for, I think it was during a data remember set. So if you yeah. want to take some of those ideas, literally go for it because <laughs> you could create a whole... 30. Oh, absolutely. Because you could create a whole live set with that first show back that people are going to absolutely remember the warning throughout the whole entire festival. Okay. Nice. Well, take it into account. Nice. That's good advice. Thanks. Yeah, I have to write this down. Yeah. They just get, or and if, you, if you forget to write it down, just when the podcast comes out, you can always reference it again. It's yeah, like, well. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. Yes. I mean, it's going to be on record, so. <laughs> yes. Definitely. But I'm I might have to try and see if I can find a way to get a ticket for Welcome to Rockville and find my way uh down to Florida for that one. It's a quite a distance for me to get down there, but you know what? I'm addicted to live music. I'm addicted to mosh pits. I mean, I, I can't help it. It's something where I see and I'm just like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go in. Oh wait, my mind is already taking me there. It's like I my subconscious <laughs> is already like forcing me into that and just I'm gonna have fun. No biggie. Um, yeah. That's a Definitely great living mindset. it out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But now I do want to talk about some of these new tracks as well, because again, got a new EP Mayday coming out on October 8th. And when I was looking through it, looking through a uh, good old Spotify on this, I was able to listen to three out of the six that you ended up putting out as well, especially the one at the end of the uh, track list, which is all in Spanish, because yeah. not going to lie when I saw I was like, Ooh, now I'm intrigued by this just because doesn't matter what the doesn't for me it doesn't necessarily matter if i can understand like if it's in a different language the instrumentals do a lot in telling that story so you can really feel it and really get a deeper understanding of the emotion behind the track just from that right yeah, yeah we feel the same way we listen to music in like a lot of different languages so it's cool that other people do the same and yeah we have three singles out choke was the first one then it was evolve and then martirio which is our full spanish, spanish single <laughs> And uh, it's really fun to be able to write in both languages because mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but there are different ways to express the same feeling mm -hmm. like with the with the languages. But I, we're definitely really proud of these singles and we're so glad that they're out now. I would say you'd ha I wouldn't be kind of disappointed if you weren't proud of these singles, especially with the three that you put out there. The one that's all in Spanish, though, the one thing that really like caught my attention with it was 
again, and this is going to be a thing when it comes to language and just different dialects, when it comes to English, when it comes to Spanish, no matter what part of the world you are, where you're from, just the pronunciation of the words are going to be different. How they flow within the music is going to be different. So being able to listen to a song like Evolve and then listen to a song like, okay, I'm reading the name right now, but I know I'm going to butcher you it, so. it. You can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Martirio? Martirio, yes. Yeah, there we go. So like listen, like listening to both those songs, they're they're very different songs in in each other's rights. But listening to both of them, just with the different language, with the different dialects, the different tones, everything around there, they still flow all together so fluently to the point where I listen to them and it's just I know it's I know it's the warning. I can I can feel the emotion from those songs right then and there. So when it comes to putting them together, dang, it was good. Thank you so much. That's yeah. a big compliment. That Thank is you. a yes. big compliment. Yeah, because it is very different. Uh, even just in changing languages, how different our style can become. But like the overall root, it's still us. So I'm glad that translates into the music. Oh, it absolutely did, especially with Martirio. Where because uh, a lot of when I was listening to it, the big thing that stuck out to me around it was just the more melodic hard rock style that it was. Yeah. And when I listen to it, especially with kind of the, especially with the flow of you speaking Spanish and singing in Spanish on that track, just the way that the words flowed against some of the more melodic backing, the words really ended up in the lyrics really end up standing out to the point where even where I still have trouble understanding them, I did t- try and study Spanish when I was in college. It did not go well. I'm not going to lie. It did not go very well. So trying to get a little bit more of an understanding of it, it's going to be a little bit tough for me to understand the words, even though I know some of them. However, when it comes to listening to the tone at the forefront and how it basically works against that accenting of the more melodic hard rock backing, it has more of this deeper vibing, more of this loving sound in a way that really ends up connecting and hearing the way the language is spoken in there, it mm-hmm. ends up really pulling you in just through the dialect. That, that's really cool, yeah. actually, because singing in Spanish is very different. different yeah. Just like just writing in Spanish is, at least for us, it's really hard sometimes. It's really weird that our like our first language and the language we speak all the time it's is Spanish. Hard. But when we write music, English is like uh, the place in which we're more comfortable with. So writing this song, writing Martirio, was a very different journey than writing the rest of like the album. But it was honestly very, very nice for us to do it because we don't have that many songs in Spanish. So giving that that space for our language and our culture within our music was very important to us. And um, like I remember when we were recording the song, Danny had yeah. Danny sings the song right, and uh, she had been speaking in English for about like a whole month because we, we were in New Jersey. In New Jersey, we went yeah. three months to New Jersey to record the album, so we were speaking in English every day and she was recording vocals in English and then it was time to record Martirio and she started speaking like singing the lyrics in Spanish with the thickest American <laughs> accent I had ever I heard was I was really like where bad. is this coming from we're like, what what's is going this? on so what we literally did we stopped recording it and I woke up the next day and I was like I'm speaking absolutely no English today so yeah. I spoke Spanish the whole day and then I, I was her translator and that was the we first thing the you recorded but it was really no. funny that uh, we worked with the producer David Bendis yeah. and uh David was like those vocals are great they're sounding awesome I'm like David no, no. those are pronounced horribly we can't we can't can't put that on the album but it it was it was a fun process recording my video so now that it's out and that you can notice that difference between like 
the musicality from when we write in English and in Spanish. It's actually pretty cool to see yeah. another person notice it. Yeah. One thing I do want to ask, though, is when it comes to writing and recording a song in Spanish versus English, the way that you're doing it, especially with, again, the difference in languages, what's that challenge like? I'm Again, you just said with Danny, where you were recording these in New Jersey, you know, going over this for three months, then you were going to record this. You're singing in Spanish with the thickest American accent possible, which, again, I understand totally. And there are times where all of a sudden it's using if you have a natural different, you know, tone of voice, a dialect just based on a native language. Sometimes when you sing in a different language, those those sounds, those different pronunciations, those different accents, they come out differently. But yeah. sometimes you can use that to your absolute advantage when it comes to putting different sounds and different meanings and emphasis on these different words across than you would, you know, if you were a native speaker of that language. So when it came to recording, especially Martirio in Spanish, how big of a difference is it from English and what's that process like? Yeah, oh, you know, it it's because the, the biggest difference is that uh, in Spanish, we have very like open vocals, like English is very round, if that makes any Everything sense. Everything is round and it's like in the, how do you say, paladar? In, in, the, your... in the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Spanish, everything is up front, ah, near the nose. Ah, everything ah. is really like sharp. Yeah. And when writing, like the actual lyrics of the song, um, Spanish has very hard long words and long hard sentences, consonants that you can like really, really rely on while singing, and yeah. uh, very long words so you can make longer melodies and stuff like like it's a different process but just thinking about it now like when we're writing it you don't really think about it yeah. until you look back at it like whoa it really is a different process from writing in English yeah. but it's definitely a process that we enjoy it's just something that we don't do that much but I feel like after writing Martirio and seeing how people are reacting to it we'll definitely do more of it I think it would be smart to do more of it not because it can end up bringing some more of that, you know, the Spanish language, the Mexican heritage into your music as well to really give more of the sense of you in this style of hard rock that you end up going with. However, like you just said, when it comes to the language, when it comes to the different sentence structure, the different word structure as well, when it comes to just how that ends up happening, you can create these longer melodies, you can create these longer sentences, especially on Martirio where you have that melodic uh, construction within the instrumental backing it allows that to really come more to the forefront and really stand out because if you use it in those longer senses, it does have a little bit of that contrasting notion to it. But again, it just makes it stand out so much more. Oh, that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like it's so cool that you're noticing that. Yeah, like, um, it is very different. And we also like just released Martirio, so we really haven't had a lot of conversations about the musicality of it. So this is a cool little talk, yeah. It is, and not going to lie, I did not know that you released that song up until two hours before we started recording this, because I'm like, oh, let's just listen, you know, to some of the warning before I get going on this. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, there's a new song, and this is not the one that I really went deep and analyzed. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoopsies. But I wanted to listen to it anyway, because I'm like, I know I'm going to have, I don't want to talk about it at some point, and I didn't even see on the Spotify tag because it said, new song in Spanish, but I didn't even notice that until I started playing it, and I'm like, oh, let's just listen, and all of a sudden, I heard the words, I'm like, oh, this is definitely not English. But this is interesting as all hell. If you feel any better, we uploaded it as a surprise because we didn't really like announce it. It was just like there surprise, every new song, new song. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's probably that's not a bad way to go about it either with something like this, just because it's something that you know people that are following you on spot, people find you on streaming service, no matter where they're following your music, they see it as a quick surprise. It can turn around someone's day like, ooh, the warning put out new music. All right, I gotta go listen to this. And then when they listen to it, again, especially if they're 
English only uh, speakers or like myself, they're going to notice that, okay, this is definitely different, but it's going to be something that they're going to want to check out and really get into due to the fact that it is different. It is something unique, but it is also something that has the core sound of the warning at the heart of it. Ooh, well, yeah. Yes. Thank perfect, you perfectly so much. Put. Yeah. Thank you. They look at me just going, I'm, I mean, I, I'll say a lot of these things and it sounds like sometimes, you know, it might be a little bit of fluff, but no, I'm literally speaking right at the cuff. Like this is how I felt when I was listening to the song, trying to really get into it. So yeah, I'm just oh, giving it to you straight yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yes. A lot. yeah. Cause usually when it comes to like on this podcast, if I'm talking about new music, I like to just analyze as many songs as possible. Or if it's new music as like that whole entire EP, unfortunately with yours, I only went in deep with one and it was not Martyr. I did go super duper deep into evolve like i went as deep okay. as possible like All literally right. you know dove into the song i probably spent about eh, maybe 45 minutes trying to figure it out so Ooh, okay Ooh, that's exciting yeah, we're, okay. we're ready, we're ready. Yeah. so let's jump into it so when it comes to every single song that if i do a deep dive into it, first thing i always try and figure out is the meaning of the song reason for that is because if i figure out the meaning of the song the way the story is being told whatever is being constructed whatever the core emotion is at that core of the song then I can figure out exactly, you know, when it comes to instrumentals, how everything progresses to really tell that, how everything really comes forward to really bring that out there. Then with the vocals and the lyrics, how does that end up complementing along with the instrumentals as well? To the point where all of a sudden when we get to the end, how does it all come together? So I got to ask about Evolve. What is the core meaning behind Evolve so that I can I can not only, you know, hear it from you, but I can see how close I actually came to it. Okay, okay, okay. let's see. Um, Evolve is a song about evolution, evolution. Yeah. and how we're evolving in this modern day society while losing our humanity while doing it uh we saw well i saw this doc documentary 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 on, yeah documentary. on netflix called a natural selection which was about like genetic science and mutations and stuff like that and how by evolving as human beings and this thirst that we have to grow, to, to grow can yeah. sometimes make us leave our morals or our humanity behind so yeah that's that's, that's what evolved. the song's about that is interesting i'm not gonna lie i took it in a little bit of a different way but i still think again when it comes to evolve the overall idea behind it is still at the core of it but I was not thinking about you know we're evolving some in a different way that's also away from our humanity that is something that is also I mean, when you're taking a look at the way the world has been, especially the past year and a half with the whole entire COVID pandemic, yeah. it's been amplified, especially with how far apart everyone has been. Yeah, yes, we've been definitely. secluded but, from interacting. But I've seen a lot of people interpret this song many different ways. So I'm really excited to see what you got from it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to turn my head for this one because it was about, because I always write everything down on a note sheet. Like I always have this written down because when it comes to this point, I don't want to forget about it. So I always want to write down as it happens. So okay, okay. Perfect. I have it written down as the meaning I think is about how the negative challenging and sometimes traumatic experiences we go through in life can end up being blessings in disguise in order to really make you the person that you want to be. When we go through those moments in life, we feel low, we feel depressed, we feel out of sync and sometimes even worthless. But as we use those moments to realize more about ourselves, we realize what makes us happy in life and what drives us forward. We go towards that and we are no longer seen as the ones in danger from others. We are seen now as the danger that isn't going to mind those others' opinions and get to where we want to go in life and get what we want out of life. Wow! Okay, okay. first? Yeah. That, that was... Ten uh, ten yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, fun fact, that is kind of what Martirio 
is about. about. Yeah. So you got yeah. one of them right without even knowing it. So. I got one of them right, and I didn't even know it. Yes, but uh, that that's a uh, that's one way to see it, and and I can yeah. see where yeah, you can get that from. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Let's and another and another big reason where stuff comes like that from is. And, and a lot of people are going to listen to Evolve and they might have a similar interpretation that I do. A lot of people might have the similar interpretation that you do. But a lot of it is, is just the mindset that you have when you're listening to it. Also, the experiences that you go through in life. Because when when I was listening to the song, especially with Evolve, you know, thinking about, you know, times when you're feeling like low, depressed, out of sync, and sometimes worthless. But then you learn from those top, you learn from those instances, grow from them, and get to a point where all of a sudden you feel like you're unstoppable because what you've gone through you know you can defeat anything less than that and if right, it's something that right. was really bad i mean it's like nothing can stop you i've been to that point before to the point where it was like oh graduated college oh i'm the happiest guy in the world you know world at my fingertips all of a sudden six months later it was it was not good it was it was bad it was it was really bad and all of a sudden i went through a lot of this stuff and through all of that what ended up coming out of it is what i'm doing right now is talking to you is talking to as many bands as possible on this podcast and connecting with with the bands with the music with the people with everybody so that's incredible that is incredible. and i feel like that is something that is like a very human thing like our our need to grow and how we can learn from these experiences and i love that music also does that for us oh like that that song like maybe for us we've heard about something entirely different but that it can give people that space to feel um, connected and identified with certain things and certain experiences. And that is so cool. I that is awesome. I was literally just thinking that that's like one of the favorite things that about music to me, that everyone can make it their own. Oh, absolutely. I, I bring up this quote many times on the podcast and I have to bring it up again. It was from Dave Grohl who said he could be singing to a crowd of 85,000 people and those 85,000 people could be singing the exact same song back to him for 85,000 different reasons. It's all about how we connect with music. And when you go to a show, I mean, you're going to see this at when you play at Welcome Rockville for the first show in a year and a half. You're going to see people out there listening to your music, coming from all different walks of life, coming from all different experiences in life. But everyone's connecting positively to the music. That's why they're there. And that's why they're having so much fun. Oh, oh, that is, that is such so an incredible nice. thing to remember. Because yeah. sometimes I feel like throughout the whole process, especially right now, that we haven't seen people in a long time and uh, we haven't connected that way through the stage. It is really nice to remember that because it, like, it really motivates you to keep doing mm-hmm. what we're doing. Yeah. So Because it's, not, it's really nice. not like that easy, you know, we also working through this we went to a lot through a lot of stuff in the studio uh ups and downs and creating this was also like in the the midst of a pandemic so to be able to offer our creations to people and for them to feel connected like with so many other people and to us through it ah amazing love that no absolutely and it's something that during the pandemic as well one of the things that with really going deep into music really talking to as many artists as possible start literally getting the podcast going to the point where talking with artists you know that maybe had you know an average of like you know 67 68 monthly listeners just because i gotta start somewhere to the point where all of a sudden talking to bands like like i'm talking to the warning talking to bands i've seen at live end up talking to bands like buck cherry from ashes to new end up talking to doc coil from bad wolves end up talking to diamante i'm like oh my god this is freaking awesome but i'm still connecting with their music every step of the way because even if it's something that you know i'm not fully into as i would be with some other music 
It's when I go through the analyzation of it and I can understand the meaning of where it comes in. I can really dive deep into it and really appreciate where they're coming from. Because again, we've all gone through different experiences in life. When you're going to be writing a song, you you three are going to end up putting in your own experience in there to really get to that emotion. Me, I might be do if I did the same thing, song might come out completely different. But if we can recognize that that core emotions at that core of the song, mm-hmm. man, it, it can connect with so many other people from so many different walks, life, so many different musical tastes in so many different ways. Definitely, right. definitely. So like even going further into Evolve, because like I said, first being, then I always listen to the instrumentals and what I'm looking at my notes sheet again, because again, didn't want to forget anything. Go at it, go at it. When I listen to the song, it opened up with this rougher, distorted guitar riff that is kept a little bit more in the back with a slightly higher pitch than I would normally expect. The drums and the bass come in at first to add more of the power to the loud, with a louder volume until everything has more of this hard rock burst to send us into the verses. And I already like this because it seems more like you're rising up against something that was keeping you down. Volume of the guitar in the intro shows the building with a lower volume as the bass and the drums make the volume of the mix increase overall. So we're already feeling that like this building feel where it feels like, you know, if, from my perspective, it's like those bad times, they've, they're there or they've already happened. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to build up that evolution to the point where those bad times are going to be the catalyst to you going forward and you creating what you want to create in life, you being who you want to be in life and getting to the point where those things can't keep you down anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, that, like no. a propelling force. Yeah. That it is. emphasizes. The- yeah. So that is kind of what we wanted with those verses. Yeah. Maybe not for the exact reason, but like we wanted to show a, like at the beginning, the a this protagonist, this, uh-huh, this person still hasn't evolved yet. This is like, the beginning of this transformation so yeah it's like this is the beginning of the build and here we go chugga 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 let's do this that's kind of what that's kind of what and again this is the crazy part about it because again when i went through it my interpretation of it in what you meant by the song again the full-on meaning is rather is a little bit different but the core emotion is at the same is at the core of it is the same so even when we're talking about the intro really building that up there Again, the meaning behind it is going to be different, but again, the whole purpose behind it still has that same emotion behind it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the transformation happens in the bridge where everything just like goes crazy and you come out victorious in the last chorus. It is great, yeah. Oh, we can definitely get to that, but I mean, I just went through the intro. There's still verse, Oh, verse, oh verse, so you chorus. have thorough notes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, I went real thorough. I, I usually do this because, well, that's how I find out the most about the song. So right there. So then I jumped into the verse. And again, this is all instrumentals. Vocals will come second because, well, I like to I like to differentiate. In the verses, the you guys end up going with more of this driving style of hard rock, more of this choked up sound of the guitar and the bass to really show more of the drumming to really take over the full force with this consistent hard rock beat in the back. And this does provide more of that driving feel to evolution. So I do get it. But the guitar getting a little rougher, a little more standout in the second half of the verse of the part of the song is really what I like because it has a slightly rougher tone, show more of the evolution happening with this more consistent back end of the song. It is a smart move to go with to continue to show that moment of evolution throughout the intro through the verses. Yeah, no, it's actually something that we really like to do. Uh, even if we have like a long verse, the second half of it, or as it goes on, we try to add a little bit more to just like something to make it different yeah and emphasize that you know build as we go to the next part of the yeah and in the case of the song that something is changing so literally something is changing and it's the guitar yay (laughs) yeah something is changing it's a guitar but hey it it changed and it it went really well to the point where 
again, I can understand, especially when you have those longer verses, you're going to want to end up changing up somewhere halfway there, or maybe adding something to really give a little bit more of a flow to the song, a little more continuity to it, because all of a sudden what happens if you have the same kind of consistent backing for, let's say, 30, 45 seconds. I can understand where people, especially with, you know, today's day and age where with streaming, if they don't like the first 10 seconds of the song, they're going to end up just completely writing the band off right there. Yeah. You don't want to lose that attention. Definitely. Yes, definitely. And especially on something like this, again, it keeps that evolution feel continuing on and just keep building up to to the point where we're going to get to. Because then, of course, there's a part of the pre-chorus here where the, the band, you guys, end up dropping the guitars back to more of this melodic style as the bass drum keeps the pace singularly. And it takes it into the chorus with this double-time fill from the snare. And again, this is more that emerging moment happening from the overall evolution that you're undertaking. It's kind of like that rebirth moment. And when, from my interpretation, it's like that rebirth. Because all of a sudden, it's like you drop below. It's like, okay, what's going on? All of a sudden, you hear that that like double-time snare from like, oh, here we go. So it's like yeah. that emergence <laughs> point right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so the pre-chorus for us is either a time to pack information or to give it a rest before yeah. the chorus. So in this part, it was like um, a little brace yourselves. It's coming. It's coming. It's Woo. literally like building a roller coaster in a song. Like yeah. this is how this song, I think, progressed. Yeah. And that's pretty much like what you did with that one, because even in times when all of a sudden it's like you drop back and it's like, okay, you're not going to have as much information. It's kind of that brace yourself moment. You are delivering that information at some point because emotionally you're delivering it as that, like, you know, that constant build, that constant build. All of a sudden the information is already that build is that build. It's it's done. It's complete. You're at that point. It's ready to have that, you know, I'm back, motherfucker party. Just <laughs> and. That's where the chorus came in, because with the chorus, the driving style from the intro and the verses is kept up from the drumming, but the guitars have a little bit lighter and a little bit more of this polished feel to them with more melodic pacing compared to what the drums are. Not necessarily super melodic, but it's just in comparison at that point. Mm-hmm. And where this works is how it plays into the entire song's meaning. The driving style of the drums keep this song flowing forward overall, and it's that moment where I feel like I am back and I am me. Watch out, everybody. But the little bit slightly more melodic guitar compared to the drums has more of this like new life feel to it in contrast to the driving style of the drumming. And it does make a hell of a lot of sense to create that idea that, you know, you're new, you're back to who you are as your own person. You're back to what you realize. You're back to that center of who you are at yourselves. And that evolution is there. Yes. So basically the guitar throughout like the first part of the song is really keeping like a rhythmic drive so in the chorus it's where it opens up up and it starts playing and it leaves space for the vocal to shine through so to get that message across fully yeah yeah oh absolutely it just does a lot for that and it really just creates again you're when you're going from just you know intro first pre-chorus chorus you're feeling you're hearing that build you're feeling that build it's again the style of evolution you're building up on that to the point where everything seems like the next progressive step in that in that form in that process so boom you have it right here and that's just throughout the whole entire instrumental part because then there's the bridge which i kind of do want to talk about because you guys mentioned it earlier i'm like i can't leave that out so when i when i heard the bridge the band drops everything back to this lower driving force the lower bass drum and more prominence on the building bass guitar as the lead guitar kind of wheedles its way into the end of what is going to be the break. And during the break, we get more of this driving style from a fuller style drum kit once again. But the rougher guitar is going against it with more of this like middle ground pace to them really stands out. Because the guitar being rougher here shows more of that driving style to show who you truly are. 
and evolve into that fully. So yes, it is rougher, but it's again, it's that more that look out world. I'm here. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, the bridge is like the breaking point. That yeah. that is the part of the song where you're like kind of like not stepping the out, breaking peak. out of that cocoon, you know, like violently stepping out of it. And yeah. uh, honestly, it's the funnest part of the song. It is. It is so fun to play. And it was also so cool to include like a different riff into the song that started with the bass. I thought that was very, very cool. It, it was cool. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and that the ending of the bridge, it's literally just like going up, 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 up in tone then, just to like highlight that intense buildup to crash again into the chorus. Into the chorus. Yeah, and when you go through just again with that instrumental feel, it feels like that full-on evolution has continued to happen. Even after it feels like it could be fully fleshed out in the chorus, you continue to build that in the bridge and the break. So it gets to that point where you really feel like, like you said, it's like kind of like, you know, you're in a cocoon and now you're a beautiful butterfly because, well, you Mm -hmm. emerged from all that crap. You've gone through all that and now you can really show the world, you know, okay, this this is me. This is who I am. Yeah, if you want to make fun of it, yeah, go for it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I've gone through worse. That's how I always yes, looked at him. Exactly. Like I've gone through worse. Evolved. Powerful yes. butterfly. Yes. yes. Ups and I, I should be. I should have worn butterfly wings during this. It would have oh. been hilarious. Like we should have brought ours too. I know. Definitely. Next time. Next time we'll bring our costumes. I'll say not gonna lie. I should have asked my best friend for because I'm pretty sure he's got a pair lying around somewhere. He does a bunch of like crazy wacky stuff. So I'm pretty sure he's got like three or four. Hey man, can I just? Next time, next time I do a podcast, we'll ship it to Mexico and you will wear yours and we'll just wear matching butterfly wings. Yes, that could work. Or if I make it, if I'm able to make it down to welcome to Rockville, all of a sudden, you might, if you see, if you see some, if you see some guy in a mosh pit just sticking through the whole entire thing, but wearing butterfly wings, you might be like, <laughs> that's <laughs> we'll, hilarious. We'll Wait, we know that guy. Right away. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it might be like a couple of five seconds where it's like, <laughs> look at that. That's hilarious. Look at that guy. He's going crazy. Wait, we know that guy. <laughs> yes, wow. definitely. It's and at plan. that, I'll say, and at that point, it would be very fitting if all of a sudden some big dude, like 275, 300 pounds, just come running into me and just try and send me flying. I could just be like, you know what? I'm going to find out if I can fly today with these wings. Real butterfly. Yes. Real butterfly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Real butterfly that would probably end up come crashing down within the next like one to two seconds. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it would have been a great one or two seconds. Yes. It, it would have been one hell of a one or two seconds. But of course, I know with the mosh pits as well. I'd fall down and next thing I know, two seconds later, I'd be back on my feet because there'd be like five or ten people. I'd be like, come on, buddy, get up just that's so cool like, we've never been in a mosh pit yeah no like because we no, like we're playing scary. on stage right mm-hmm. but, and I, it's not very noticeable here but we're very small um we yes <laughs> we're very short i'll say you'd be surprised though because sometimes some of the shortest people in the pit can be the most dangerous just based on the fact that they're small they have a lower center of gravity when they hit you you can go flying just due to the fact that they can knock you off balance really easily we have power I had, I had, in mosh pits. Yes. I love that. Yes. Uh, let's let's do it. Secret card. Yes. Hey, see, there you go. Because I've been in, I mean, from the all throughout September, I was probably in a total of about, I don't know, maybe 35, 40 different mosh pits just because, what? well, yep, that's what I do. That's, hey. I love going to shows. I can't help it. And I always, I, again, it was like the first time since a year and a half. It's like I finally got a full schedule full of mosh pits. I'm like, you know what? Got to remember a couple of certain things. One, those short guys or those short girls can always be a problem because they can knock you off balance 
really, really easily. It's like they go for the knees, just like yes. Whoa. So I funny. have had that happen before. I people. Yep, uh, and I've gotten hurt a couple of times, but you know what? It's all for a good story. Okay, oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. You have a great story to tell. I mean, there's been times where there was one time where I've told this around the podcast before. I was seen. It was after the burial, emotionless and white. I got knocked down during after the burial. Said I'm getting picked up. Some guy comes head to head contact with me because he tripped while I'm getting picked up. Ends up hitting me in the head. My whole eyebrow, like right under it, splits open. And I'm no. like, dude. The guy's like saying, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, just get me out of here. And I'm like yelling, get me out of there, due to the fact that I'm starting to bleed. I don't want to bleed over everybody. That's a bad thing. Oh my god, that was uh, that's that was insane. Not, that's insane. not the first thought but, I would have. I was like, oh my what? god. Bleeding. 20 minutes later after like i looked at it, i probably should have gotten stitches i'd stopped the bleeding someone give me a piece of their flannel shirt which i'd ripped off and i tied a bunch of like paper towel or toilet paper to my eye tied around i looked oh, like a pirate oh. and i walked back towards the pit right for most of the way went on everyone's just like dude what's that's, up that's dedication right there no that wow. is wow okay that's, that's great that you like felt I, I, good enough to do that because i would have gone like a huge headache i guess well that that's never happened to me that but would be know. so scary i would cry but kudos <laughs> to you you got a good story out of it well also i did not jump back in the pit for most of because i did not want it to open up and then you know bleed over everyone but i was like oh you're gonna stick around for the show yep i'm just gonna be on the edge of the pit just pushing people back in that's all i can do right now okay, like, okay. Yeah, let's go debating but yes <laughs> But yeah, it's it's something crazy where it's like if you with welcome to Rockville, get a get a pick going. Make sure you guys do because we'll, we'll do you'll end best. up seeing yes. the craziest the craziness of it. Especially if I'm there, if I get a chance to go, and all of a sudden yeah. you're gonna see you know crazy me backwards baseball cap butterfly wings on. Also, butterfly it's like, wings, don't forget those. Yes, yeah. also be like, all right, Kevin, start this mosh pit. I'll be on the left side. I'll probably be like, all right, guys, let's go. The Next left you know, side, okay. Left the side. left. That's so side. specific. Why it's the really left side? Left side, <laughs> best side. That's the best way to describe it. That is hilarious, but okay, good to know. know, Good to know. know. Well, because always with the stages, when it comes to like those, when it comes to the outdoor festivals, it's usually the stage is divided into two, and I'm talking about the left side from the fans' perspective. So it'd be so it'd be like right side of the stage. Yeah, Yeah, so your right side. So the reason I say that is because there usually is this huge divider down the middle. So there's like barricades that divide them. The reason being is because that's where the sound booth is. And right. it allows for people that they're like crowd surfing or whatnot. It allows security to kind of be in there to catch them as well in case mm-hmm. people go over. But it's a lot for like the sound booth kind of stuff. So that's taken care of. That's left alone. But yeah, it's on for us. It's the left side for you on stage. Right it would side. be on the oh, right side. side. Yeah. <laughs> you can and, now start a mosh pit. Yes. Yeah. And for right the, bucket list. Yes. Especially at Welcome Rockville. Just remember left side, best side. Well, for you, be right side. But yes. good to know. Good to know. And again. If I if I'm there, butterfly wings. Butterfly wings. <laughs> butterfly wings. So now enough with butterfly wings and whatnot. Well, back into butterfly wings in a way because jumping back into evolve because went through the instrumentals with you and that's not all that's on there. There's vocals on there. Come on, I gotta go through something like that, right? So vocals going to the verses, Danny. You had more of this like lower tone to your vocal that worked a little bit more melodic against the driving nature of the instrumental backing to really make the lyrics stand out more. And what I really liked about this is that the kind of that using that dialect, that diction that is used by your vocals here, the pronunciation of the English words here come with a little bit of your that like that natural Spanish speaking style, that Mexican dialect. But this really does work. It adds more to of this slightly forceful tone with some of those longer O sounds. 
it adds more ferocity to the entire song and forward driving feel of the evolution. It was really well done to listen to that. Oh my God. Thank you. Honestly, since we don't notice our accent when we speak in English, I had never noticed that. Yeah, me neither. I didn't know that that was like a different way of doing things, which probably is the logical thing to think because we are not, uh, English is not our first language. Actually, right now, I don't know what, what we sound like. Do we oh, have yeah, like an accent from some? I don't but, know. Um, do. I mean, yeah, we probably do. But, but recording but. vocals for that song, I remember I was uh, with David while Danny was recording, and it was oh, it was pretty yeah. fun. It was a fun song to record. And you know, it was one of the hardest songs because it goes to the lowest my range, like my vocal range, can get. So it was uh, funny how I had to change my my vocal position to get that dictation uh is that that's the word yeah, dictation, dictation? Yeah. Wow. of it um yeah and also fun fact david is on there uh as well david is on there as well because he added texture with okay, his voice okay so context, I, don't, I don't know if you know who david is but david bender is a producer right and He's he has the raspiest lowest vocals <laughs> i have ever heard in my life Wait, he this is like, how david speaks yeah that's how he sounds all the time david is batman yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, yeah, yeah. imagine working with Batman and that uh, we needed texture on that song. So we got David to sing his <laughs> yeah. Batman like vocals on there. On the so he's yeah. there very he's low there. in the mix, but he's there. Well, I didn't even know that David was on there, but now that is just a little bit of like an Easter egg to put in there as well. But yeah, one thing I've always been a huge proponent of is any artist that you know has a different like speaks normally in a different language or in a different part of the world that has a different accent different dialect whatever it might be to always try and use that to your advantage because again using that it creates different pronunciations it can really put a little bit more stresses on different sounds different vowels different consonants whatever it might be and with what you did in the verse just with those long like those little bit of more of those harder longer o sounds it just added a little bit more of that driving feel that the instrumentals had so it really complimented that well Nice. Add a little more spice to it. And then we get to the pre-chorus. The vocals now are more melodic to fit the guitars, but the vocal tone sounds like it's a little bit drawn back more, a little bit further away. And yeah. this further away feel in front of that driving force, the vocals really does a lot to help prepare the song to go in that more forceful blast to show off that evolution come in the chorus. So again, that preparatory style, like, you know, brace yourselves, here it comes. The vocals put that out there as well. As well, yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. We, I don't remember. I think we added like a sort of effect for it to sound like farther yeah, like away a, like somehow. A yeah, kind yeah. Of. Well, shoot! Now, if you're gonna play the song, you know, live, you might have to bring out a megaphone for that one. Oh, that would be well, cool. We'll definitely. So it's butterfly wings, floaties, and now, and now a megaphone. A megaphone. Yeah. Good, good, good. Man, we're just honestly, we're just coming up with like one hell of like a live set to put hey, together no. yes, specifically are. for Evolve. That's that's basically what we're doing at this moment. <laughs> So there's also the chorus vocals. In the chorus, Dane's vocals are melodic against the backing of the drums being that more driving force, but the tone is a little bit higher. But again, the diction has a lot of great clear power behind it. This is really feeling like we've evolved and now the real us is in the forefront. Love the move here and that the diction focuses really on that. You know, this is a little bit lighter, but it's done in such a great way to really bring out that forcefulness of that evolution and really bring it to notice. Again, like I said, using that different diction than, you know, a native English speaker would really ends up being a huge help here. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And also, like, it does have a longer melody melody wise. 
Uh, it does have a longer diction uh, necessary for this chorus. And you know, just as a fun fact, one of the worries that we had with the song is that it doesn't absolutely like climb up in uh, a note. Like the start of the of the chorus, it's not like a higher note. Like, like you're not belting it out. Yeah, how yeah. we're used to. But then in the middle of the chorus, we actually like, Pao and I <laughs> harmonized. Yeah, we added we a added harmony, harmony so we could have that like, high and vocal and we so, love yeah. that it's a it's one of the first times we do it i think yeah yeah yeah, it is well you guys might have to do it a little bit more on you know some upcoming songs you will end up working with because it worked out so well i'm not saying do it for every single one but you know mess around with it play with it a little bit and just see hey. what happens when you yeah. uh get further in the writing process with more music that you're gonna end up coming out with in the future yes yes definitely will i think it's a smart move and then we get to like the break where we do get a higher pitch scream from Danny. I think that was you, or maybe it was you, Paul. Oh, I don't know. Was that was you. Okay, yeah. it was Paul. Okay, we do get that higher pitch scream from Paul, and I gotta say, this was a nice touch because it feels like that anger, frustration, displeasure of the events that you went through to get to this evolution needs to be expressed in order to really show the power behind that evolution. It's expressed here. It really does it right, and I am all here for it. Yes. So yeah, that scream is basically the representation of the lyric pain is the price to survive so it is that violently stepping out of the cocoon moment you're screaming right yes. recording that scream was i actually don't remember it was hilarious i don't remember imagine like okay Pao, just give us like your best scream the lights were off in the recording booth and we were like with the lights on and then we were just like sitting there like okay whenever you want and then this scream comes out and we just like what it looks like like it i was probably impressive. had a lot of like Things yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just let it out. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Just like put on some, put on some, you know, angry. You put on some like good old metalcore stuff. Just like really get to like a huge breakdown and just let that scream out in the recording studio to the point where all of a sudden the, everyone else that was in there just you know sitting on a chair just waiting for it ends up flying backwards, flying off the chair, ends up having to pick themselves up. Like, yeah, where did that come from? What was yes. that? And funny for anyone in the studio who was just like passing by and then to just like scream. And it's also funny because I'm really short, like yeah. really short. So I'm in a tiny package and then just letting that out. It was it was pretty fun. It was a funny day. Hey, you know what they say? Sometimes big things come in small packages. Big screams yeah. come in small packages. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the way to put it this way. Yeah. So one thing I always like to do when it comes to, you know, after analyzing a song like this, I always like to put together like, you know, overall encompassing kind of style of it. Basically, you know, press release style. Kind mm -hmm. of an interesting way to go about it. So I put this overall the warning. Man, let me tell you, their hard rock style on this one really takes more of this consistent driving nature, but it makes a lot of sense as this is really the entire base of the song with that evolution. The focus on the drumming really puts this forward and the guitars matching the pacing and going melodic against it all, you know, in different parts of the song really show how that change in evolution can be felt throughout the song from displeasure to you basically, you can't stop me anymore. But the vocals also do a great job with a little bit of power, heavier, a little bit of a power, a little bit of a lower, heavier tone from the natural, you know, Mexican Spanish diction, but it is used powerfully to make this evolution seem even more powerful. It makes the song stand out and that control is something that makes this band even more special. Oh I feel God. very complimented. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And it's it's really 
uh, satisfying to see how like all those little aspects that we put in there musically to accentuate what we were trying to say, like and that really that growth within the song come through and they're noticeable. Like it makes me so happy that yeah. every hour that we spent to do every single one of those things like really shines through. Well, a round of applause for Kevin yes! for analyzing yes. this. Honestly, wow. Awesome, thank you so much. No, well, thank you for putting out the song and giving me the opportunity to go through something like this <laughs> and then talk with you about it because again, there's certain things I know you're going to put in songs where, you know, it's a, some small things, some small tweaks. Not sure if it's going to be the best thing or if it's going to be noticeable. But a lot of those little interesting things you put in there, some of the smallest things, some of those little small details, I was able to pick up on rather clearly. And it showed in the whole entire buildup from, again, intro, verse, pre-chorus, to chorus, and then how the bridge and the break with that scream really accentuate everything with that frustration being let out. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we're here. We evolved. Can't stop me now. Yes, exactly. Can't wait to headbang to that on stage. I won't be like jumping around. That that was gonna be fun. It's a good song to play play live. That that was kind of like what we were thinking while we were writing it. This is gonna be a great song to play live. Oh, it absolutely will be. And again, I hope that if if I do get a chance to be able to make it down to Rock, welcome to Rockville, I'll be in a mosh pit headbanging to the song again, wearing butterfly wings. Yes. 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 Hopefully that I'm happens. Yes. That, yeah. And if it's not at Welcome to Rockville, I'm gonna wait to try and find whenever you guys are able to come back into the U.S. and do like a nice long, you know, U.S. tour. Hopefully 2022, probably 2022, yeah. definitely 2022. Because so all of a sudden, when are we gonna? It's 2022 January. We're gonna be playing the Troubadour in L.A. Yeah. I don't know exactly don't know what dates, but January. Yeah. yeah. January. Well, darn, I'm 2,000 miles away from L.A. Ugh. Where are you? Where yeah. are you? I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's about 90 miles north of Chicago. Yeah. Okay, okay. Honestly, I, I don't, I'm not yeah, that clear yeah. with the map, but I kind of know where it is. That's why I always, like, whenever I have to describe where I am, where I'm from to people that aren't from the United States, I will always use Chicago as, like, yeah. the base of it due that, to the fact that. That made me kind of located better but yeah. okay yeah that's pretty yeah, pretty that's, far, that's away. far away but you know we do have a full north american tour that we have to reschedule again because we were going to do that at the beginning of 2020 and, and it got canceled got obviously canceled. naturally but we still have to do that and so, as soon yeah. as that is planned we'll let you know of course yes oh absolutely let me know because again the reason i always bring up chicago as well as do the fact that with me especially after this month i've earned the month of september i figured out that no matter what day the show is, no matter what what day, what time, whatever it is, if it's within two hours of travel distance for me via via car, two I can hours. make it any day. Yeah, I can make it uh, any day. No, I mean we get it. Like, um, where we live, we live in Monterrey. It is two hours from, from Texas. Texas. Yeah. We live right next to Texas. So whenever uh, bands have this thing where they do a North American tour and they and do they, a South American tour, but they never come to Mexico. It's right like, in the middle of so North they don't South. come to Mexico. Yeah. So we usually go to Texas to see the yeah. shows. So yeah, I get the two hour thing. Definitely. Yeah. So usually I always say it's like if it's if if you're gonna be in Milwaukee or I always put Chicago in there as well because again, third largest city in the United States. I'm pretty sure every band ends up stopping around that area at some point. So I'm like, yeah. hmm, at least I can make it down there rather easily. Okay, yes. so if we play Chicago, we'll send you tickets. It's yes. done. It's done. And I will be there 
with butterfly wings. Yes, <laughs> for sure. It's the plan. I'll, I'll be the one walking in there and I'll be wearing butterfly wings and have and be ready to go into Mosh Everyone's going to be like, what the heck is going on here? The question is, though, is will the wings end up surviving the end of the sh- to the end of the show? Because Ooh, me in the pit is, is um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not calm. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yes, it definitely doesn't look calm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it is not. But. I cannot wait for that to happen, actually. I hope that I get to see you, you know, maybe get a chance to go down to Welcome to Rockville, make that happen. If not, though, well, again, like you said, there's a North American tour that you has to be rescheduled due to the fact that freaking COVID? Still mad about that. But that means that another. it's going to be a chance to end up seeing you play live and get in that pit, go crazy with butterfly yes. wings on. There are things yes. to look forward to. Perfect. Yes. Awesome. I will, I will end up keeping it in my mind. I will write it down. I will, once that date comes out, I will mark it on my calendar. Heck, even if for some reason, you know, it's like, oh, you know, couldn't send tickets. You know, I'm still going to buy a ticket anyway. Like, I'm going to make sure I get there one way or another. Oh, oh thank okay. you. Yes. Yeah. And I will definitely remember as well. Yeah. The butterfly wings are going to be very, very recognizable. Yeah, it's very hard to forget that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it will be. So as we bring this episode to a close, Danny Pot and Allie, I always like to give my guests a chance to say anything they want to say at the end of the podcast, plug whatever they want to plug, promote whatever they want to promote. So floor is yours. Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for this time and for like taking the time to not only talk with us, but to do all this thorough investigation and like listening to our songs so carefully. It really means means a lot. lot. And um, thank you for giving us this space also to to everyone who's listening to us right now, we send you a very big hug from Mexico. Uh, our new EP, Mayday, is about to come out October 8th. We're so excited about it. Please look forward to it. Check uh, it out. We're the Warning Rock Band on all social media. You can go check us out and keep rocking. Thank you so, yes. so much for everything. It's a great way to put it. Now it's time for me to end this podcast with not one, not two, but three different things. First things first. Yes, the warning, Mayday. New EP comes out October 8th. They're all over social media. They're all over the internet. You can find them many different places. You're going to want to keep in touch with them. You're going to want to follow along with their socials. You're going to want to stream, download, buy this EP. You're going to want to support the band. You're going to want to buy some merch. You're going to want to do all this stuff. And you're going to want to be ready because when they get in that North American tour in 2022, you're going to want to make sure you're you're in the know with it. You're going to make sure you get tickets to it like myself. So you're going to want to follow them everywhere. But instead of, you know, having you guys have to search it up and everything, I'm going to continue to do you one better. Take a look at the description of the podcast, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. You're going to see something that says, find the warning online. Links, labels to everything. It's going to be one click, one stop shop. You're going to be able to go and follow along with them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever they might be online. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Support them online. Buy some merch, stream their music, whatever it might be. Everything's going to be there for you. So you have no excuse. To hey, not get in the Thank you. Now it's time for number two. And number two is something that I always like to do and like to promise when it comes to guests in the podcast that I enjoy having on the podcast. This has happened 100% of the time. And, well, this streak has not been broken yet because, well, moshing and butterfly wings, that just sounds like a great time. So <laughs> my promise to you three is this. This is not an if. Because if implies possibility of not happening. When implies it's going to happen, but time is always the difference. So when I can see the warning before live for the first time, and I get to mosh with those butterfly wings on, because you will not miss it, because, well, (laughs) who else is going to mosh with butterfly wings on? My promise to you is this. After the show, Mm -hmm. first round's on me. 
Yeah! Ha <laughs> ha!